Tatis launches that one to deep left center field. Marte Peralta looking gone. A home run for Fernando Tatis Jr. His second against Kelly. And a two-run shot doubles the lead. Four to nothing here in the third. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. Here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on the radio.com app. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. And Ross uh, Tucker, Joe Ostrowski here. Uh, we're about a month away from the season. You have teams in camp. So uh, I know a lot of sports better start to look at those win totals, some futures, Cy Young, MVP. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming season with MLB insider John Heyman. He hosts the Big Time Baseball Podcast on Radio.com. Make sure you're subscribed to that and following John on Twitter at John Heyman. Uh, John, w- when you look at the uh, the upcoming season right now, does it seem like the rosters are pretty much set, or are there any significant signings or trades that could happen before opening day? Yeah, I mean, there were a ton of free agents available going into the year, but, uh, boy, a lot of them signed in January, and then Bauer Ozuna signed in February. Uh, we don't have a lot of stars left. It's uh, basically uh, three guys in their prime, which would be uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, Jake Odorisi, and Yesio Puig, and, and no one seems to want Puig, so could be just two. We'll see about that. Um, you know, there still could be some trades still possible, but uh, I think the rosters are fairly close to being set at this point. Um, seems like the Phillies are still looking around. The Angels are still looking around. Um, you know, there'll be some additions, maybe in the bullpen for a few teams. Shane Green, there's a couple of the relievers left, but uh, – by and large, the free agents uh, got signed. Took a while, but uh, 90, 95% of them are signed at this point. John, you mentioned the Phillies. That's my squad. I got to ask you, I know I saw on WIP, our Intercom affiliate today, they were asking whether or not the, the Phillies would win more than 81 games. What are your thoughts on on the Phillies roster and their chance to win more than that? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go over on, on 81. Um, I, I think they're a little better than average team, so a potential contender, not, not a definite contender. Um, the good thing they brought back Rio Muto and Didi. Um, the bullpen is much better. They were all-time bad, as you know, as a Philly guy. You know that their bullpen uh, was a joke last year, just one of the best, worst of all time. And uh, I think Brandon Kinsler was the Marlins' closer. Um, that will help. Tony Watson's going to help. Um, they've really beefed up that pen. I think they're still working on the pen a little bit. Not quite done there. Sorry, I, I'm, I think they could do more. I could still see Odorisi potentially uh, with the Phillies. So, um, you know, once they got Dave Dombrowski in there to be the team president, uh, it signaled they were going to try to win. Um, they have done stuff in the winter uh, recently, um, even before he got there, obviously Harper and as uh, Wheeler, um, you know, they've been trying. I give them credit. Uh, but on paper, I, I could see where they look like an average team. I, I'm going to say they're a little better than average, though. I see them over. Uh, John, something that kind of bothers me or I'm a little concerned about going into the season just as a baseball fan is once again, it feels like a year of the haves and the have-nots. And we know about the additions that the Dodgers made. And now their win total is set at 103 and a half, one of the highest that we've ever seen. 
I, I'm a little concerned once we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, maybe uh, some owners looking to dump salaries that a lot of teams that are in the middle maybe still have a chance to make the postseason, but they know they're not as good as good as some of the elite that a lot of those clubs are going to end up just dumping some money. Uh, do you think it's going to play out that way? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it when a team is one or two games out or something or something like that, and then they give up in the middle of the year. We've seen that. I mean, the Mariners were only a game out last year, and uh, as we know from the, what the team president said, they didn't. And we know watching them, they didn't call up uh, Kellenic and their other young players. I, I like the teams that that try. The Royals put in a great effort this winter. Uh, they try, considering their revenues, and they've done well. Uh, one of the few small market teams uh, to win a World Series. Uh, Marlins, give them credit. Uh, they did call up uh, prospects, unlike the Mariners. Uh, they didn't necessarily contribute very much, but they they didn't uh, play that service manipulation game. So I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there are certainly some teams that are not not trying. I don't want to say tanking, but not not particularly trying to contend this year. And you'd like to see all 30 content, try to contend, but it seems like to me the the number of those teams has gone down a little bit. Um, I would say that it's fair to say Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore. I mean, there are a few teams that are, are not trying, but it's not an extensive list. So um, I'm not too bothered at this point this year. Um, I think teams realize that, uh, uh, you know, obviously the tanking worked for Houston. Uh, it worked for the Cubs. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the long run, that, that's really not a, the best way to operate if you can avoid it, um, particularly if you're a mid-market or big big market team. I, I understand if you're a small market, there's going to be cycles of good and bad, and that's the way it, it is, unfortunately. But uh, I don't think it's too bad. Looking at that list of projections, the only team over 100 uh, wins is the Dodgers. So, um, there are, you know, I don't think oh, there are a lot ton of teams that are considered superpowers. And there aren't a lot of teams that are below 65 either. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to look at it as a glass, glass, uh, glass half full right now. John, I'm curious. You mentioned the Mariners. And, you know, as a guy that played football, I, I'm fascinated by some of the things that he said, this idea of the service time. And even just, you know, I, I live, you know, I'm from Philly, but I live closer to Central PA now. I know people that are Pirates fans and like, they just, it's unbelievable, John. Like, they don't even talk about the Pirates. They have no hope. It's such a stark contrast to like the Penguins and the Steelers. I, I guess the question is how bad is it in your mind for baseball, sort of what the Mariners president said out loud regarding the service time? It, yeah, I mean, I think that was a terrible thing that he said regarding the service time. Everything he said was terrible. I mean, uh, there were racist comments in there. Um, he had to go, but I mean, you know, he's the team president. They're they're acting like that he's some rogue operator. He was in charge. Um, you know, that's a joke. Uh, they knew how he felt, and they kept him until it became public. And now they get rid of him immediately, which they had to. But I mean, he should never have been the team president to begin with. Uh, he had there were two sexual harassment complaints filed against him um, before he became team. They they, they promoted him to team president. After they had to pay out two sexual harassment complaints, it just shows you that, you know, he obviously managed up, you know, he made friends with the owner, uh, mm -hmm. certainly from, at least from that call, you could tell he doesn't really 
care much for the employees, and I'm, among the employees, I count the players, and uh, that's very bad. But I mean, he, this guy's a team president. It's not a not a secret what it, what he thought, uh, at least among people in the organization. And this is why I've been on the Mariners for years. They they're not a good organization, and they need to clean up their act. Um, you know, as far as I understand about the Pirates, there's certainly a, a few teams that uh, there's no hope. Uh, but you know, in terms of you know, you're an you're an NFL player. Uh, I think baseball gets a little bit of a bad rap for uh, the lack of parity. Uh, certainly, the Yankees are good every year. Um, I get that, but you could look at football, and uh, there are certain teams that are good or better every year. Um, until last year, the, the Patriots were were a powerhouse, uh, and I don't follow that closely. But the Steelers are, are almost always good. There are certain teams until the until last year, the Browns were always bad. Um, so you know, I, I mean, I think you look at. I understand baseball's rules. Kind of people kind of look at it that, that it affects it, and that's why there isn't this great parity. And, and you know, because some teams have a two hundred million dollar payroll, and some teams have a sixty million dollar payroll, um, that there won't be parity. But you know what? Uh, the payroll doesn't determine everything. Uh, Oakland's been good most of the years. Tampa's been good a lot of the years, and they have very low payroll. So um, you know, I think if you looked at the question of parity in NFL versus baseball, I think you'd be surprised that uh, neither one has the parity that we, we, we'd opt for, but baseball is probably not as bad as you think. With Radio.com insider John Heyman, this is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here. Uh, which teams stand out to you, John, that, that you think are going to take that next step? It happens every year. There's always a group of teams that are rebuilding. Uh, which ones pop to you as uh, being the ones that are going to take the next step and maybe they could win their divisions? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a team that's already taken a step, but they could take another step, and that's the Braves. I, I, I think they're a fantastic team. I, I was not on their bandwagon for years, and they proved me wrong uh, many times. And last year, I finally jumped on it. Um, you know, they brought Asuna back. And they've added Morton, who's a very clutch pitcher. You get Ian Anderson for a full year. You get the Soroka back at some point here. Um, they look very tough to me. Uh, I, I almost think the three best teams are in the National League. I love the Braves, and then the Padres improved. Their winter was one of the greatest we've ever seen. And I think the Dodgers are kind of conceded to be the best team in baseball. They may be the three best teams. I, I noticed the Yankees are projected to win 95 or 97, depending on what betting house you may look at. But um, I think some of that is due to the division that they're in. Normally, that's a great division. Uh, the Rays have taken a little bit of a step back. The Red Sox have taken a step back. The Orioles, as we mentioned, not really going to try to win this year, so uh, that may be re- that may uh, reflect their 95 to 97 wins. I'm not sure that they're uh, as good as those net top National League teams. You know, I, I I like some of the same teams I liked last year to continue to take steps. I like the White Sox. Um, they have a lot of good young players. I think they made the right moves to add Kyle Hendricks. I mean, not Kyle Hendricks. Excuse me, Liam Hendricks to the bullpen. Uh, that's a fantastic reliever. And uh, I like Lance Lynn being added to the rotation. I think that's what they needed. Uh, they didn't make a ton of moves, but the moves they made, I think, were uh, very, very good. Uh, so I, they I got like Tony Larusa. <laughs> and Tony Larusa, yeah, that's a big move. You're right. That's a, that's an interesting one. We'll see how that works out. I mean, obviously, he's a all-time great manager. Uh, that isn't uh, your typical baseball move at this stage, but uh, we shall see. Jerry Reinsdorf always called that his greatest regret, and. Uh, 
he, he, you know, he, he went back on it 30 some years later. So uh, we'll see how it works out. I'm a little skeptical at this point so far, but uh, we shall see. Uh, he is obviously an all-time great, uh, but I, I do think they're going to be good. I, another team I think could take a step is the Angels. They didn't get the big pitcher that I think a lot of us were expecting them to maybe get, but Alex Cobb is a solid guy, and so is Quintana. I mean, if they have solid guys who can answer the bell, stay on the mound, not get hurt, they should be okay because their offense should be excellent. Uh, obviously, they have the best player in the game in Trout, and uh, you know they have a nice lineup. Upton still can hit homers. Uh, Fletcher is uh, up and coming. Um, you know, I think they could take another step. I really do. John, uh, I agree with you, by the way, about the parody. I think there is more parody in baseball than people realize. And I was thrilled that the Padres gave uh, Fernando Tatis that contract. How important is that, you know, that a market like San Diego, that a team like that steps up and makes that kind of a commitment to a guy? Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. And I give them all the credit in the world for uh, go ahead and doing that and all the things that they've done are just amazing. I mean, we never saw the pilot. They couldn't afford Chase Headley at one point, right? And their best players were Headley and Carlos Quentin. Um, you know, they've imported Eric Hosmer and then Manny Machado. Uh, give Will Myers a big deal. Uh, this one, for a guy who's only 21 years old, I'm not sure where they get the money. I give them credit. Uh, fantastic job by the Padres. Uh, to a lesser degree, I give the Royals credit, too. Their revenues are not even as good as the Padres. And uh, they did a lot of stuff. They're always trying to compete. Dave Moore, their GM, just does a terrific job, and he understands the game, and he looks at the big picture, and he's putting in a full effort. And I, I love to see that from the small market teams rather than the tanking or taking five years off and having a 10-year plan or, or whatever. Um, you know, the Padres, it's great for baseball, great for him. You know, but I, I, they're most, to me, I consider that mostly an outlier because the small market teams have just, they have not done that. I don't know where they, I don't know where they came up with the money, but I applaud them. John, it's going to be a, a big change for teams going from a 60 game season out to 162. Do you envision uh, multiple clubs going with a six man rotation? I'm not sure that they will. I, there might be uh, fewer innings uh, put on the arms of the pitchers. I would have liked to have seen the rosters expanded and uh, more pitchers um, accommodated um, because there aren't going to be a ton of guys uh, throwing seven, eight, nine innings. Not that there were anyway, but there'll be even fewer now. So I would have liked to have seen the rosters expanded uh, further um, to, to out of concern for the injury. It's, teams are really going to have to keep an eye on these pitchers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there are some teams looking at with a lot of young pitchers. The Braves are a team that I love, but, boy, they're, re they're really dependent on very young arms. So, um, you know, they're going to need to find the innings. And I think that's why I think Morton was a good pickup. But, um, you know, most of their rotation, uh, they're under 25 years old. And uh, they're not ready to throw certainly 200 innings, but they're not even 180. Um, it's certainly a big concern in baseball, but uh, – as I said, uh, I'd, I'd be more concerned about the health. I can be concerned. I'm so concerned that I do the Universal DH, even though I love the National League game, and I expand the roster so uh, teams can be have 15 pitchers on their staff. So. John Heyman there, at John Heyman. Subscribe to the Big Time Baseball Podcast. Great stuff, as always, from John. We'll talk some hockey next. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.